Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast and welcome to the 200th episode of the Property Nomads podcast. It's uh, quite a nice milestone to reach, but I'm not going to sit here and sing our own praises for the last 200 episodes. It's been uh, you know, a, a great achievement to get to this many. I'm sure there's many, many more episodes to come. And we've got a bit of a nice bonanza episode today for yourself. They're joined by Daniel Duffield of Cove Properties. Cove Properties are a property company based up in the northeast of England. Uh, they specialize in portfolio building for clients up in the northeast. Also run project management side of the business, the lettings business, also host the Cove Property Meet as well. So a multifaceted approach to property. Daniel joins us today and we're going to be talking about a whole plethora of things, useful tips for investors, getting ripped off by builders, project management skills. I'm sure we'll touch upon a wide range of subjects. Uh, Daniel, uh, welcome to the 200th episode and thank you for your time. That was a great intro. Uh, thanks. Um, it's, it's great to be a part of the 200th episode. That's it's a great test for us. That's a lot of, that's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> no pressure, by the way. <laughs> no, no pressure on uh, that. I didn't tell you that, of course. So I only just told you that off air briefly before we came on. Uh, that's just how it's worked. So, you know, it yeah. is what it is. But um, let's go into let's go into Cove Properties then. Let's start let's start at the top because you're also an architect by trade too. So how did you pardon the pun, how did you bridge that between architecture and getting involved in property? So I yeah, so I've been in architecture for I think 13, 14 years um before I went over to the dark side <laughs> that is property. But um it started really with um you know, I was doing uh, developers and property investors were coming to coming to the practice that I worked uh, at, and you know they were wanting title splits, they wanted to maximise their developments, even property renovations. Where like, how can I maximise you know and get the most out of this property and add the most value for the least cost kind of thing, and um, you know value engineer where you you know you get a high end return. Um, a high-end property returning, but without spending loads of cash and, and, and wasting money on certain areas. So that was in, uh, the challenge of an architect, and, and you know, looking at materials and design and, and uh, functionality of space and stuff like that. And that was my job, you know. So I had lots of developer friends, I had lots of investor friends from that, um, and yeah, it was it was interesting because for me. Um, seeing the develop the developers and investors and their projects i knew that i needed to be over to that side because there's actually more creativity there you know the strategy the, the how, you know how you leverage certain things um you're in control of that property you know you don't work for a client so to speak you know you are the client when it's your property so that really interests me and it's kind of um i'm really i love being creative and that was kind of something that i thought you know, this is where I need to be um, and do my own stuff um, or at least run something where I can do my own my own thing and be free. Um, so that's what kind of spurred me on to, to uh, look into that as an avenue. Um, and then I was part of lots of um, Facebook groups, um, property groups, and uh, a guy who's now my business partner posted in one of these groups saying that like, I'm looking to invest in the Northeast um, and I'm just looking for some advice on where what the best areas are to invest. So I commented and just said, 
you know, I've lived here a few years now. I'm happy to um, give you my input on where I would invest. Um, and I was currently um, saving up for a HMR myself at the time. So we met up uh, for a pint and, um, yeah, it basically built, started to meet up a couple of times after that and build a relationship. And he was kind of like, look, do you want to, um, do you want to find me a property and I give you a fee? And at the time, I didn't expect anything from it. I was just giving advice and kind of building my network and just trying to be of value to people, you know, in that because that's that's how it kind of works. You know, you you help people out in, in the property world. It's quite a there's a lovely community there that you don't really get in any other industry. It's really weird. But um, yeah, so I, the kind of organic relationship built from there. And then I was going to essentially find him a property and then it kind of even further organically grew into a, a, a relationship where it was like, we knew we had skills. He knew that um, Jez, my business partner, knew that I had skills in, in 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 architecture, but also I was quite good with people. So my sales, I, had quite, I think I was quite good at sales and marketing. Um, and Jez is very analytical, very rational, very organized, very structured. Um, and that's an element that I don't have. And we just, I think we just saw the merit in each other and was just like, should we give this a go? Um, and it, we did, and it was hard, and we were working full time. Um, and then furlough hit, and this that was like essentially our chance to shine. Um, because like any business, it needs time, and if you don't have time, it's difficult. Um, when furlough hit, we we had the time, so we ran with it, and just went for it. Um, and then, yeah, I think six months after that, I left my job. So did Jez. So. Um, yeah, that's how that's how it started initially, um, which is which is quite a random story, really. But <laughs> don't worry about the randomness of it. I think when you speak to, well, as you know from you know the networking and everything like that, when you speak to different people, everyone seems to have different background, different story, how this happened, how that happened. Uh, I think there's there's a beauty in that because not every not every story is the same, even if the destination but more or less the destination of everyone in property is, is pretty much the same it's either you know you're doing it for you know long-term wealth uh, accumulation you know asset accumulation you know to get out of a job as it's quite common as well so and then using the lockdowns and everything that we've had and we've been faced with to to maximize the potential i just yeah, hats off gotta say kudos to us um, must feel really good to be in that position be in that situation Definitely, definitely. And it's one of those things that, and this is something that I've realized over time and I stand by now, just give as much value as you can. Like there's been lots of times where I've given hours and hours and hours of my time and got nothing from it. And I wouldn't expect something from it, but just by having the mentality and ethos of just help everyone and anyone you can and give as much value and be the most, you know, uh, um, the person that, you know, that people depend on. Be that person and things will start to change, things start to happen. You know, if I if I had met up with Jez and just given him my advice or thought, you know, well, I'm not going to get anything out of this, I'm not going to bother even messaging him, I probably wouldn't still be in work right now. It's just insane. So, and that's something that we do now in even in the business. I mean, I helped a landlord, must have been about a year ago. Um, he wanted a property for uh, to get, he wanted X amount for his property. We couldn't give him that. But he was like, I've got a new build site around the corner. And well, I've got a piece of land that I want to build some new builds on. Would you come and have a look? So I came and have a look. Um, 
it looks looked decent in terms of access and um, overlooking and stuff within the within the, the site. So I connected them with an architect, connected them with um, a planning consultant, and, and just basically helped him. For you know, didn't expect anything of it again, and, and just helped him and facilitated that person with all the power team that they need. And we recently got a call saying, you know, he's a portfolio landlord. He's looking to offload his portfolio now. And we've suddenly now got a lot of quite a few properties to look at through that client that we helped a year ago. And, and I didn't expect anything from it. And that's the, it's the same thing. There's lots of things that some of the biggest opportunities actually that have ever happened to me have been because of that. Um, so it's such a great way to live your life, I think, you know, um, with that kind of mentality and ethos. 100 percent that's very top tip for everyone or anyone uh, everyone should we say listening and watching this of course it is uh, add as much value as you can try and be as helpful as you can where you can with who you can because uh, as you say if you go in with as a law of reciprocity and i'm speaking to uh derek arden about this uh, you know last week's episode it's law of reciprocity it's if you go in and you always want to try and create that women's situation but sometimes it's always good to go in with no expectations from the other person because you know you never know what's going to happen nine times out of ten something might not happen from it get fine hands up that is what it is but it's when you get the chance like you said and you know i assume you might look through this landlord's portfolio there might be nothing that you can do at all but there might be something you can do and of course that's going to lead to a lot of business better even better reputation um you know x y and z so do what you can where you can Absolutely. And it, it doesn't cost much to, you know, to, to, to help people really. Um, I mean, that particular landlord, we sat in his, he's 72, by the way. So he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's offloading now to kind of, as his retirement, he's just offloading a few, a few a year now, but I was sat in, I was sat in his house um, with, with him and his wife, just had about five cup of teas, just chatting about his life and stuff like that. And it's, it's great. And I think as well, like if you're, you know, you don't. You have that positive frame of mind, and and you're a good person to be around. People of that age, especially, or people that have made all their money or whatever, they'll they, they want to be around the right people. You know, it's it's different sort of mindset when you get to that age. So it's nice to you know to for him to contact us and, and want us to help him there. So it's, it was it was a good it's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course, of course, it would be. It could lead to some yeah. Great things. And it, yeah. it's also fair to say that, well, I say that and I've completely forgotten what I was just about to say. That's uh, the podcast curse, I think, coming into play. Ah, that was it. People will work with you because they like you. So if, you, if you've if you got that, as you say, that vibrancy about you, that outgoing nature, or even if you're not a, a ridiculously outgoing person, I'll, again, I'll hold my hands up for that. I'm not the best people person in the world. I'm getting better. I'm not the best. But as you say, add value. If you're fun to be around, then chances are, you know, it's going to come back and benefit you at some point in the future. Absolutely, definitely. We we spoke off record, didn't we, about uh, issues with builders and you know, project managing and stuff like that. And you said you got quite an interesting story to tell and about uh, it being done over for a bit of cash. Basically, I'm sure people listening, they. they you know, love a good story, especially when it's not of a positive one. So, by all means, uh, the floor's all yours. Do do share as much details and then lessons that you've learned from that as well to, to help the listeners. Yeah, so um, probably one of our biggest mistakes when we first started um, was it was a friend who recommended a builder, but a friend who wasn't 
he didn't have any property experience, you know, probably someone's aunt's, uncle's, dog's cousin that they'd probably done some work for. Um, and yeah, we didn't do any research. We didn't do any, we didn't even visit, you know, um, any of his previous work or anything. We just naively, you know, as you do when you don't, when you don't have a process in place and you don't have the right people around you to tell you what, what to do, you make mistakes. Um, and we, we essentially took on this builder that seemed like he was, you know, very, um, had the moral standpoint and he was good at what he did, but good at what uh, he does. Um, but it turned out after about about a month in, we started to see like red flags, just in terms of communication. Um, some work wasn't done to the, the best standard. He was getting a bit lazy. Um, just after he got he got one of his installments, um, and yeah, after his second installment, he basically um, well, first thing was there was some damp work that needed doing, um, and we had a. Um, a specialist guy come and have a look at the property, and um, essentially he he was going to come at a set date, um, and the builders said that he was going to you know meet him there and, and go around with him and get get the work done. Um, and I, I think what had happened is what happened was he essentially like he didn't contact and didn't organise the the damp specialist to come around for the second time to actually do the work. He did it himself and pocketed the money. Um, and when I say he did it himself, he didn't even put in a membrane. It just, pl- just plastered over like a wet wall. Um, and when we ke- when I came, I I could just tell it hadn't been done because um, the, the plaster was still wet for like two weeks. So I was like, right, we need to chip a bit off and check. And it hadn't been done. So we had to just literally start again, um, which was a nightmare. And... Um, what else happened? Loads of stuff happened. He basically got his, his installments on three jobs and then just did a runner. Um, one of the biggest eye-openers, because it was like our first project. One first one was our own. Um, and the other one was the other two were clients. So um, yeah, it was a it was a, a tough, really tough time. What what we what we did was um we got someone else in to to, to obviously fix the work. We had to just own up. And this is one thing, you know, in property, you can't, and, and builders do this, you know, they'll um, sugarcoat everything and, you know, and, and or lie or they'll own up to this, to their mistakes. Um, and we owned up and just said, look, this is, this has happened. We haven't vetted, we haven't done these, this and this. We are going to pay for the work ourselves to obviously be rectified, which is the right thing to do. Um, but obviously that ended up costing us about 12 grand in total which just didn't set us off on the right foot, obviously was really knocked our confidence. Um, but one thing that was learned from it is, you know, those clients are still clients today. Um, one in particular said to me not so long ago, the way that we dealt with that situation and we owned up to it, we didn't shy away from it and we dealt with it head on um, was, you know, a real testament to our character. And she said that, I knew from then on, you know, you got my back and, and you wouldn't run away if anything went tits up, essentially. Um, and that was really nice to hear. Um, we were, you, you know, we, it was a couple of years ago now. So, you know, we were inexperienced and, we, you know, we learned the hard way. But it definitely set us up in the right way because 
what it did was it made us realize this is this is a cool world we're living in. You know, you've got to have the right systems, processes, experience, um, people around you, and the right the right employed team as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of professionals in, in, in the property sphere and you, and you lean on these people for advice and, and to deliver those projects. You don't, if you lean on the wrong type of people, it's only, you, you know, you're going to be burned and it's going to, it's going to re- be really, you know, detrimental to your, to your profits and to, you know, to your reputation. So um, it, it did end up being a good story in the end. I mean, it cost us a little bit, but it was an expensive lesson that, you know, completely changed our outset. And actually, I think it actually made us, it gave us those foundations to actually really set up the business properly. Um, we're now very, very thorough. I mean, we've actually still got the same builder that we use for, who, who rectified that work. Um, we still got him today. We've actually got two build teams now. And, um, you know, we've done probably, you know, in the in the treble digits of, projects now you know um in terms of um, transactions um and i think it's all about it's all about having the right research and and doing your due diligence on the front end visiting their work making sure that their quality is right speaking to their clients that they've got in the past i mean most clients that we speak to now in terms of in terms of like investors that you know i always ask them what's your reservations you know and they're like trust or i've had a bad experience so we always put forward client, uh, clients that have used us, the full service, to them so that they can speak to them and, and understand, you know, what we do and what their experiences are, are, are of us. And, and I think that's a really good thing to do for any any professional, you know, in any um, area of property, you know, um, sp- you know, speaking to previous clients um, is a good one. Um, and also, you know, check having the right teams in play, either having the right capacity um, to check the work yourself and keep on top of builders because you can have a good builder, but they can lose they can lose focus and they can lose quality. It can you know uh, it can definitely start to dip, so to speak. And I think you've just got to be constantly on top of them. And a lot of builders are you know might be good at doing the job, but they might not be as, as organised as you could be. So um, you know that's why essentially we do the project management service because if you're if you're away from if you're living in London and you're investing in the northeast it's probably not feasible just driving down once a month. You know, things are going to slip, problems are going to happen. Um, and builders, they do they do uh, exaggerate or lie or, you know, say something's been done and it's not yep. been done. <laughs> Standard. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think it really did set me up, well, set me and Jez up. And uh, it made us come together as business partners. Um, and, you know, we, we, we didn't probably know each other that long then. We probably only known each other few months to be honest so um it was a real test but it's honestly i feel like it's just set us up you know i'm i'm not faced by anything now after that and that was like the first thing that happened so i almost feel uh ironclad now from, from that experience <laughs> i'm gonna play devil's advocate and um, i'm gonna sort of preempt the answer that's in my head I'm gonna, I'm gonna play devil's advocate when i'm just part of my fridge when that shit happened at the start obviously not ideal yeah. not great not a good start was there at any point you and Jez would have sat down and not that I'm not trying to say that you wouldn't have told the client what was happening, but was there at any point you just had this element of doubt in your mind when if I if we tell this client X, Y, and Z, that could be the end of us, that could be the end of reputation before we've even started? Was that oh, yeah. element of doubt there? 100 percent We I thought that was it. I thought I thought I was like business is over. Um and in fact, it, and that's another thing that you know, you play you play images in your head. 
of what something's going to be like and it's it's never as bad as you think you know and at the end of the day look problems are always going to happen um that was a that was a um a cause from naivety and inexperience you know lots of different things and uh, being unlucky as well um and yeah i think obviously obviously now we're in a different ball game you know we're there's 15 of us in the business we've got two build teams then we've got like 17 refurbs on the go at one time you know so so it's different now but you know you are you are going to go through <laughs> no one go, if, if and this is why I never see on podcasts, on, on social media, people saying stuff like this. And I don't know why. Everyone's like, you know, there's a lot of um, positivity and that's great. But the, the the biggest learnings are when you mess up and everyone messes up. And I think you will go through, uh, throughout your life, every property investor will go through a, oh crap moment where they're like, I've messed up here or something's happened here. And it tests you and it makes you really get out of your comfort zone but those moments are what define you and if you're going to if you're if you're doing it for a client or you're or you're you know you've got an investor that's lending you money and you're lying to them and you're not doing things the right way and you're not owning up to your mistakes then you aren't going to survive but if you if you if you have that mindset of going i'm going to do the right thing and i'm and i'm going to get up i'm going to get through this and i'm going to learn from it and it's going to build me into a better person you don't you won't um, feel so scared to move forward, you know? And that's why I think we've grown so quickly in a short amount of time because we had a, the, we had a hurdle and the first hurdle was like the biggest hurdle you can imagine. And then everything after that was just small and it, would, and it gave us the confidence to go, we can do this, you know, we can. Um, and it gave us the confidence to know what we need to do to, um, to mitigate risk, you know, and not not have an experience like that happen again, um, which it hasn't, you know, and, I, and I, I'm not saying we won't get challenges, but um, it's definitely made us prioritise that, uh, 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 you know, and uh, yeah, I think, I just think like, you know, that comment, that comment from, from a client about, you know, us showing, showing who we really are and stuff, it really, it sat really well with me and I didn't even know at the time that, 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 that client would keep, you know, stay with us. Huh. Um, but it's, you know, and it was, it was one of those things that we didn't do, for that reason, we just did it because we knew it was the right thing to do, and it was, you know, it's our reputation on the line. So, um, and it's and at the time, I thought it was so like a million times worse. I mean, I never thought I would be speaking about it on a podcast. You know what I mean? Because, um, you know, I just didn't. I just, I just thought this was the, you know, keep this quiet and bury this under the under the rug kind of thing. But definitely not. I think you, we all should be sharing our experiences of our bad experiences and we all should be sharing our biggest learnings what did you take from that what can be what could you have done differently and what could be improved and if you and by doing that is you know giving everyone that gift to so that they can avoid that happening right um and that's i just don't see that enough on social media you know completely agree 100 percent. hands up again totally agree with sort of every sentiment there daniel uh, purely because yeah not sort of let's let's just sort of dissect this bit by bit number one yes definitely the right thing to do what you've done how how you acted with the client you know we've we've had not similar major issues with builders as such we've had a few things with like you know down valuations and stuff like that and you just have to 
yeah, our approach has been the same. You tackle it head on with the with the investor, the client. Say, look, this has happened. This is the research we done. Uh, you know, we've, we've followed everything that we would have would have meant to have followed. Uh, pretty much the case of uh, as valuers sometimes do. They either have an I say off day, and I'm doing my bunny ears for podcast listeners. Off day, i.e., they're in a bad mood. Um, so you might get a down valuation, and you just tackle it head on with the clients. Now, I've not had had a couple of awkward conversations with people, but not. <laughs> I say awkward, a couple of conversations where, as you quite rightly say, you're playing things in your mind. Oh, they're they're going to say this. They're going to You're then assuming, which is no bueno, not good at all. And it turns out that once you've explained something properly and you effectively say, look, you know, it's, hard, it's, it, it's a bit out of our hands. Of course, in your case, it again, hands up, it wasn't. You find that people like, will actually react better to that because you're just being completely truthful. And, you know, reputation in property is absolutely everything. A personal reputation as well. Then uh, the second part of what you're saying there about people sharing stories and a lot of positive stuff, I can see both sides completely because you know, Instagram, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, you name it, whatever it might be. Yeah, if you got that positive vibe, you got this is going on and this is my latest deal and that's going on and you know, woohoo, happy days, you know, rah 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 rah. That's always good because people love to see that stuff. But we all do. We're all a bit junky like that. But you do have a valid point that people are, it's not narcissistic, that's not the word, sadistic is the right word. People are quite sadistic. So if someone's failed, it may be a British thing, I don't know, but if someone's failed, there's nothing more than sitting back going, hey, sucker, that person cocked up doing X, Y, and Z. It's a bit sadistic, but at the same time, you take a hell of a lot from that. And it's better to share those stories of this is what happened, this is what went wrong, this is things that we didn't quite do properly. But then uh, again, flip side again, take that forward. And you go, right, well, this is what we learned from it. This is what we're not going to do next time, et cetera, et cetera. Really, that's a long-winded way of me saying, if you could summarize the couple of key lessons that you learned from that experience for people listening, what would those key experiences be? Good question. First thing would be, do your due diligence as much as you know it is boring. You know, It's not fun to do, but it's so crucial. Have a process and thoroughly vet every single person it doesn't matter if it's mortgage broker you know you need to have a process of doing some background research you know what is their service like because you just you know what you're just going to go down a rabbit hole of being disappointed by them if, and by doing that 10 20 half an hour um of time just to just to double check and check the reviews and, and speak to some of their previous clients i would say that's absolutely crucial um the second would be surround yourself with people who are one, three, five, ten years ahead and ask them. Don't be afraid to ask people. I mean, we've got a, a WhatsApp group. We've got um, a, a monthly property meets online at the moment. It's, got, it's going back into physical form. But, you know, and I could have I could have and should have probably asked my network. I've got lots of people that are absolutely killing it in property, even before I started on social media. and. Um, all I would have had to do is, is ask them and they probably would have told me not to be an idiot and, and do what we did. So um, <laughs> that would be my, my second point. And third would be if you if you mess up or if anything does happen, always see what you can take away from it. And again, back to the value thing at the beginning, give value to others. Don't keep it to yourself because of that kind of competitive mentality of I don't want anyone else to succeed I'm not going to give anyone any value that it, it will only hinder you in your life and that's what I was saying in the beginning actually I didn't mean, mean to link these but 
Uh, at the beginning, I was talking about, you know, giving value and it, and it will just open up so many doors. And that's true. You know, if you do mess up, be honest. And like some of the best posts that I've ever done when I've been really open and honest, and it's hurt to, to even tell these stories. Um, and people have really appreciated it and gone, thank you so much for, for that. And, um, you know, I've got a builder coming up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I never thought of doing this or doing that. And, and they really appreciate it. So as long as that I'm giving value, I'm happy with that, you know, and, and I'll continue to do that. Um, and that also links to, you know, if you do mess up, own it. Don't shy uh-huh. away from it. You know, don't, if, you, if it's a difficult conversation you don't want to have, have it. Just just swallow it and have it and do it. Um, and yeah, just you've got to get, get comfortable being uncomfortable in that situation because it's only going to be, it'll benefit you in the long run. Um, so that's my three. Uh, the top stuff, great summary. Every day is a chance to get better yeah. as well with, with whatever we're doing. Moving on to project management aspects. Uh, again, sort of tapping into your architectural background here. When I'm speaking to people, um, when I'm speaking to people or having to browse around social media, to me, it seems that if people are undertaking slightly larger projects, then that obviously that's great happy days. Um, but if they're then trying to project manage that themselves, I'm not talking about like ridiculously large commercial conversions. Maybe it's a HMO conversion or, you know, you convert in a house into two flats, three flats, something like that. Something that's quite, I say basic, I mean that in the best possible sense. But these people then seem to get quite stressed about the uh, level of project management or builders contracts, stuff like that. What advice would you give those people from, again, tapping into your architectural background? How do you successfully manage multiple projects at the same time or, or just one project? How do you successfully do that? The advice for someone that's um, maybe working full time or you mean? Yeah. Spot on. Um, just, you just, just lean on professionals, you know, um, you know, I, I, and that's, I mean, that for, for, in terms of everyone specializing in different things, you know, if you, if you're looking at um, converting a, a property into something else, you need an architect. If you're looking for uh, structural um, calculations, you go to an engineer and, it's the same thing. I wouldn't try and do something that you're not trained in and that you're not specialised in. I can tell you now that project management is co- is complex and there's a lot of moving elements to it. Um, we've got two full-time project managers um, across the 17 projects we've got going on and they're pretty simple. You know, most of them are buy to lets, you know, it's simple stuff. I think we've got a title split in there as well. And they're absolutely full-time at capacity, you know, um, they're so busy. And, you know, it, it, I just think that mistake, that's where mistakes happen when, when people try and take, try and cut corners and take responsibilities into their own hands that they're not trained for, you know, oh, I'll just, I'll just kind of, um, I'll take over this project. We'll just put a corridor in here. We'll put a bedroom here. And then they don't tell building control and then they don't, they don't sign it off. And then building control go, no, put it back because it's not, it's not up to building regs. And then the client's like, oh, I didn't realise I had to do that. And that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. It's like you need to understand the thorough processes, regulations, legislation. Um, it's the same thing for a letting agent. You know, you, you might think, oh, I can manage these properties myself, but there's a lot that goes into it that you need to understand and know about. And you can't cut corners because it's it's a finable offence, you know? So um, I would just say lean on professionals. Um, and... You'll find that actually, like it's like it's like it's like some of these properties that we've got. I could clean the properties myself, but I probably wouldn't do a good enough job. It'd probably take me a lot longer, you know. And it's the same thing. And um, 
you might as well, it's probably better use of your time to leverage those that can do it quicker and better and, uh, and with no mistakes than you do it. You're trying to take stuff into your own hands, possibly add risk and, and, and risk equals cost. Um, but also it'll probably take you longer to do it. So I would say just lean on, lean on professionals. And also another thing, and this is the way I, I now think running a business, and it's something that I've learned from quite a few books, but um, I think um, what you need to do is you need to think about what's the best use of my time. You know, is, yeah. is it, you know what's, the, what's the most high level thing I can be doing? Is it, you know, going on viewings or is it project managing this buy to let? Or is it focusing on where I need to be, my goals, you know, for example, if you want to get 10 properties in five years, how are you going to get that 10 properties in five years? If you've only got hundred grand in the bank, what are you going to do? Are you going to raise investor finance? Are you going to, you know, what's your kind of strategy? Focus on that. Focus on the bigger, higher level stuff that's going to get you from A to B and quit your job and or work, work less hours to spend more time with your kids rather than try and do everything yourself. And by doing everything, you're doing nothing. Um, and probably act counterproductive because you probably end up costing more if you make mistakes. So that's what I would say. Um, just lean on the professionals. <laughs> Uh, you were segueing to the time versus uh, money paradox there, because I wrote about this in uh, my book, Buy to Let How to Get Started, because it's one of those things where you do have to lean on professional. Now, as you pointed out, that could be your cleaners, that could be your project managers, uh, other people involved, uh, you know, ladies agents, you know, all, all of that sort of stuff. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, because this would, this would have been my thought process five, six years ago, and maybe you can resonate with this. But when you get started and do these things, and you, you know you're learning from mentors, or you you know you're reading books or listen to podcasts as, as we do, you then think, well, yeah, but hang on a minute. But then if I go and, for example, clean this house, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to save X amount of pounds. But then people are not looking at the opportunity cost of that, uh, where you could be out doing your other, as our mentor would say, IGTs, income generating tasks. Would you say that's a fair thing that you had that exact mentality a few years ago and you've adapted and changed that as a result of uh, an open mindset and learning from books and other materials? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I remember, <laughs> at least it's so funny, I remember when I was scraping Rightmove, you know, finding properties on Rightmove. And I remember when it was just me and Jez, I remember saying to Jez, you know, we was like, Jez was like, we, need to, we should hire someone to do the lower income tasks like this. And I was like, no one can do it as good as me. I'm the only guy that can do it. Honestly, it's, I'm just embarrassed thinking back to that. And I was like, I've got a unique pro, you know, I'm, you know, my architectural skills, I know what to work. And then all, all these kind of things, you know, telling Jez that it's just not going to work. We hired someone and they're so much better than me. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> so it just shows. Um, yeah, we've trained them. You know, I've, I've given them all my knowledge, but they're far succumbed to what I could do. So it just shows like, yeah, leverage is just so important. We wouldn't be where we are without our team. Our team are fantastic. And that's, you know, because of leverage, you know, it's the only way to, to scale. Because you can't, there's only some, this is what people don't realise, that time is more, is, more of a, is more of a valuable resource than money. You, you know, you can always earn more money. You can't get more time, right? So um, you need to be precious with it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm smiling like a Cheshire cat for podcast listeners because it, it, it is absolutely true. And there will always come a point in, you know, when you're getting started in property, you may have been doing this for years, there's always going to come a point where you, one way or another, you're going to get this light bulb moment and you have to push yourself. You you know, we, we've done the same with our, with our office guy. I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. He's got many skills that 
certainly I haven't got. He's you know way more organised, and you know the list can go on and on because he's dealing with. I say X, Y, and Z. He's probably dealing with the whole alphabet. It's great because it frees up you know our time and my business partner's time. Aaron frees up our time to go out and do other. You know, record these podcasts, get value from sharing content, or speak to you know the list goes on. But there will be a point where people will realise that they need to change their mental approach. And it's, and it's not always a case of how much can I save. You have to, as you quite rightly said, you've got to look at that time aspect. Otherwise, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well, probably on that happy note, um, a keynote, I say happy note, it's, it's a keynote. And there's plenty of content, really, for people to go away and um, take action on. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts, any other uh, top tips for people getting started that you want to share with the listeners? Um, top tips? Hmm. That you might not have already covered thinking about it because you've obviously covered quite a lot. In terms of like just getting started in property? Yeah, I would guess so. Let's just say you're sitting on the fence, someone's thinking about, I've got X in the bank or I haven't got X in the bank, but I want to try and build a portfolio, but they're you know fearful or whatever reason. Because it's a good time. It's always a good time to buy property. But let's just say you're someone sitting on the fence. They're not sure what they want to do. You've got to go in there and give them a, the proverbial kick up the ass. What would you say to them? Um, there's there's two routes you could go down. Um, you could set up a call with a company like ourselves and, and have someone guide you and, and, and help you get where you need to be. Or if you wanted to, um, you know, take it into your own hands and do something, you know, yourself and, and you want to take some risk, you could... Um, set up something in, in you know um while you're working and like we did and, and go and take the plunge um but i would say no matter what you're doing it, you need to be building your network um so whether you you know you still you love your job and you still want to, you just want you know um a company to build your portfolio uh, and the sidelines while you're working because you enjoy because some people do enjoy their jobs right it's not everyone that wants to leave their job and and quit um i would say Still attend networking events, you know, um, be part of, you know, again, I've got a WhatsApp group, be a part of a WhatsApp group, be a part of a culture, be a part of a network, um, build friends, you know, you are who you hang around with, surround yourself with these kind of people, and you'll notice opportunities come, come your way, um, and you'll also um, probably subconsciously learn from people um, and get habits and ways of working that um might be able to assist you you know that kind of like we just discussed that mindset of um you know higher income tasks and, and focus and um focusing on the right things rather than the wrong things um so that's what i would say i mean we we do um like a loan and learn for people that you know have 20 grand for example in the bank and it's not enough to get properly started or 15 grand in the bank for example that's not enough to get properly started in, in property and we do we give a percentage return. So instead of, you know, like a course charging money, we'll give you a percentage return and teach you. So we kind of plug you into our company ethos and we will send you surveys and of all the properties that we're doing and we'll give you like, we'll go through them with you and we'll bring you on site. We'll bring you to, you know, meet the team and stuff like that. So there's all sorts out there and there's loads of other companies that do that as well. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just lots out there. I think just, it's just getting getting your foot in the in the door and just getting experience. I mean, someone asked me, um, they didn't they said the, the other day actually, they said they didn't have any money and they want to get started in property. Um and I said, they said, what's the best thing to do? And I said, work for free. Just message people um and just give value and work for free. You get experience. That person 
um, or company gets um, free kind of labor essentially or free you know um, assist assistance on, on some projects um, and you just get to learn um, and it's a fair exchange and I think that's what I would do you know if I even if I didn't have any money I would be I'd be working with people on, on stuff and, and doing viewings for free and you know checking in on site for people and doing all sorts of stuff because I think it's the best way to learn through people you know um, theory-based things you know courses and stuff I mean, I've done courses myself and I think they're great, but, you know, there's, there's got to be an element of, of physical experience in my, in my, in my opinion, um, whether that's, you know, going on site, visiting people's projects or, you know, someone showing you around their, their new development before and after and, and, and asking them questions. It's, it's, it elicits so much knowledge um, that you wouldn't get on a, on a theory-based kind of course. So I would definitely say do that as much as you possibly can. Again, couldn't agree more. You've got to get yourself out there and in terms of value, you know, you'll get back what you, you put in. Really, yeah, really that, that's how that works. Uh, Daniel, I mean, we said it'd be a Bonanza episode, so uh, absolutely. It has definitely been packed full of fantastic content. Really, thank you for taking time out to appear on the show and add value as you have done. The final question would be if people want to get hold of yourself or find out more about Cove Properties, how do they do that? Yeah, so we're, we're on Facebook, um, Cove Properties. Um, we've got Cove Property Meet, which is a, a monthly meetup. So as I was saying, you know, if you want to be part of a really good network and we're all just we're all friends essentially and we all help each other, you can join that. We've also got hands-free investing community, which I've uh, just got over a thousand members now. And that's all based on you know people wanting to leverage and um, build their portfolio um, hands free. So we've got that group as well on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Cove Properties, and uh, yeah, just send us a message. I'd be happy to have a chat with you. Fantastic stuff. Well, as usual, all of the links and so forth will be in the show notes. So go and check them out there. Uh, Daniel, awesome stuff. Really enjoyed that, and uh, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.